I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could, and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On our mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Welcome back to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. We are we're live with you from Eastern Colorado. We just wrapped up a really fun week of hunting. To my left, I've got Sam Seaton, the CEO of Infinite Outdoors. Hey, 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 Glad hey! To be here again. That's uh, really all you had was hey hey, <laughs> and the Just current icebreaker, dude. <laughs> you may recognize the voice of the current heckler uh, as. Do I have a jingle yet, Casey? Oh, you know what? Yeah, someone that says nope. I think. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so close. We've got Casey Butler from Hush. I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate the invite to come out here. I'd I'd like to. Well, I'm going to back up pretty far because. This hunt happened because of Sam, and so I want to talk about how that came to be, talk about, Sam, what Infinite Outdoors is a little bit, and then we'll talk about what the hunt is. And beyond that, we, uh, well, Casey now has the longest kill shot with a new rifle that, when we launch this podcast, will be real, the Weatherby 307. I feel like they sh- they're going to write songs about that shot. <laughs> <laughs> they should. That was a really, really good shot. So, Sam, how did this hunt come to be? Yeah, well, we actually started talking about this hunt after, um, actually, when we were doing another podcast up yeah. in Sheridan, um, where we talked more in depth about Infinite Outdoors. So I won't spend too much time on, on us. Just listen to that podcast if you want to really know the nitty-gritty. But essentially, it's a platform for private landowners to... Um, for hunters to directly connect with the um, with the landowners and just book it's like an Airbnb style platform through a mobile app. So we just got to talking about doing Eastern Colorado deer hunt after our podcast earlier this year, and here we are, made it happen. Yeah, I, I really appreciated the offer. Like, hey, if you guys are interested, got a really good spot for deer hunting. So I was like, hey, Case, do you want to go for a really good spot for deer hunting? You had me at deer hunting, and then you said it was good. <laughs> I was like, sweet. You know, you never know when it's going to be good. Even places that have been good doesn't mean they're always going to be good. And uh, we got off to a pretty hot start this week. So Layden, not here, he had to he had to head out. But uh, first morning, yeah, like mid-morning, first day of hunting, he killed a good whitetail. And, Great whitetail. And we saw another whitetail, and we're like, Psh. It, this place is solid <laughs> yeah right like literally the first three four hours of hunting we saw a handful of deer saw a couple of good bucks and laden killed but yeah i would say a great whitetail right yeah and so we still I mean luke you know in my head i'm like oh wow like we need to pump the brakes and like enjoy this thing we've got another four and a half days we're we're holding out for for big bucks booners it takes the pressure off when you're on a multi-day hunt and one of the hunters kills on the first day it's really nice yeah and we're seeing deer 
So that afternoon, didn't see as many deer. Yeah, we kind of used up our mojo a little bit early. Those <laughs> first three fields are just everywhere. Couldn't do anything wrong. We're just like, well, shoot, even that first one, literally couldn't get it to stand up. We're sitting there doing jumping jacks, Dude, maximum okay. jumping jacks. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. So oh, yeah. that was in, in, my, in my experience, whitetail are like substantially more skittish than mule deer. Like they, they see a threat and they just take off running. Yeah, 100%. So Casey had an epic spot of a bedded whitetail. I'm still not sure how you saw that. Dude, his antlers were like glowing in the sun. It was a good spot. Yeah. I looked over there at the right time. Yeah. Right when he like turned and it caught your eye. Yeah. Layton's like, I I might shoot that deer. It wasn't a guarantee shooter, but it was worth a better a closer look. So Layton crawled with Mac, our camera guy, and uh we stayed back and watched it all play out and it was really fun and um we were like, they got to be two or 300 yards away. They're super, super close. And then all of a sudden we see Mac doing jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> the deer's looking, but we're just trying to get the attention of like, come on, what's going on? Mac's trying to get him to stand up because it was bedded, but bedded in such a way that you could not see, because couldn't see his body at all. Like it was yeah, even just, hard to take, was his body to the right or to the left? Who knows? Yeah, that CRP was so thick. You could just see his head poking above it. He is laying pretty close into the CRP. So um, all of a sudden, that deer went from bedded to full sprint. There was no like, you know, sometimes they stand up and kind of like stretch out a little bit, try to figure out what's what's going on. It was it was like a sprinter out of the blocks, just pew. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like mule deer do that do that look back. You know, they'll get bumped out of their bed and they'll run, you know, take a couple bounces and then they'll stop and look back. This thing was not looking back. There for, was no look back whatsoever. For miles. We we literally did watch them go for miles. Do you think, in my head, I'll compare this hunting very similar to uh, pheasant hunting out here. Like, I used to do a lot of pheasant hunting when I was a kid. Okay. I had a dog and uh, I would always, you know, hunt around the fields, but then... If you don't find them in the fields, you're looking for little cuts that they could be in. Yeah. And that's kind of what we did with deer. Right. But do you think, like, when that deer, when Mac was doing jumping jacks, that deer just wasn't seeing Mac? Or do you think that deer was kind of acting like a pheasant where he Maybe could he did, see us, but, but he didn't think we could see him? Or, like, he was like, I'm going to stay here, and they might not, you know, see me. Because that's what roosters do a lot of the Yeah, time, right? you, you see them do it sometimes, like a rooster – they think they're in cover, but they're not. And so they do that, like, crouch down, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to crawl across this field and they won't be able to see me. Yeah, I don't it, know. It's weird because he, he's looking right at us the whole time, but he didn't look anxious. Like, his ears weren't pinned back. He wasn't tense. Like, he fell asleep a couple different That's times. That's what I was about to say. Is yeah. I, I wonder if he was fully coherent because a couple times his head just, like, rolled back. Like, he just he dozed off. I wonder if he was just kind of, like, sleeping. He was facing us, but not maybe looking at us i don't know it was wild well, when corn ferments it turns into an alcohol substance right <laughs> yeah he was drunk he was there was corn a lot drunk. Of, there was a lot of uh corn on the ground for yeah. sure not not from a feeder but uh just we're in cut corn fields around the crp so plenty of opportunity to grab some corn so that uh that didn't that didn't play out which ended up being okay because we went to another another kind of field and walked in I don't know, a mile, somewhere in there, and we saw some does. They saw us, didn't like it, kind of took off running, and we took, I don't know, another 50, 
50 yards forward and all of a sudden we're like there's a buck and he was not really i don't think he ever saw us i think maybe he was wondering about if those does were running because and he didn't know why yeah because he was he was over maybe a couple hundred yards up the drainage yeah it was two does they picked up another eight or so one up that hill and and then and then again casey had another great spot uh, he was just in the bottom watching his does, trying to figure out what was going on. Did you were you spotted that deer too? Eagle, yeah, you did. Eagle eyes. He was out in the wide open though. He was like, like that was a matter of time. Whoever kind of crested the top yeah, of the I was hill just first. off to your guys' left, so I got to look first. But yeah, he was just. I don't think he looked to me when I first spotted him. He wasn't like in a hurry to get out of there. He was just kind of curious to know what those does were doing. Yeah, and that was a better looking deer than the one that was the sprinter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Layden got comfy and took a shot, and uh, that shot wasn't ideal. I'm not gonna throw Layden under the bus. I think he just he held it wrong. He he. We were talking about it after the fact. It should have been a six moa dope, and he went for two. Yeah, yeah. Left and right was perfect. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can tell he was right on the deer, but he just doped it wrong. Yeah. So we're like, oh no, we got a good deer. It's gonna get away. So, um, we chased after that guy for what an hour kind of ran him around that yeah hill. Did a full horseshoe over yeah. the course of like two or three miles yeah and ended up uh killing him what 400 yards closer to the truck than with the yeah. first shot <laughs> over the course of a, a lot of a lot Le- of ground laden knew what he was doing yeah that was smart <laughs> play laden he's like i'm gonna get this guy closer to the truck and then we'll kill him so he was shooting the new um Alpine MDT is the model uh, of the Weatherby Model 307 um, in a 257 Weatherby, and he just second shot was great. He didn't make the same mistake. <laughs> uh, so we got him taken care of and then came back, and we're all spirits are super high because first day we got a deer down, come back. Then we go out the second day. Casey's on the gun. I should I should note that Layden had a whitetail only tag, so we were kind of focused on a whitetail. And the night before, we decided Layden was going to shoot first, and so we went to some areas that we thought would be more more whitetailish. And then uh, Casey and I both had an, an either species tag where we could shoot either or, and we were both looking for mule deer, and that's exactly what we really couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking back. I'm like, what happened day two? It's only been, it was day number five, but yeah. Did, all... did we split up day two or? No, we no, stayed we, together, we, I think, for we the were first all together. three okay. days, first two yeah. days anyway. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. We, You'll have to watch the video. We covered a lot of, uh, we covered a lot of ground looking for deer, like a lot of ground. We did some hikes. But we did that, that really long hike at each oh, other. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we That's did that three did. mile hike where we were going to meet in the middle. Well, let's paint no. a picture for the people at home listening. We the things that are I always look at the things that are maybe against you when you're going out on a hunt, right? And the one thing that was definitely against us was the full moon. The moon was full and it was bright every night. And I think the deer were doing their thing at night, and then come first light in the morning, they were either bedded down or headed towards their beds. Yeah, but we didn't see a shooter buck that day. Nope, either species, and struggled. I think. Yeah, we struggled to find any deer, period. And when we did find deer, it was does with no bucks. So then day three, 
decided to split up. Day three was the uh, fog day, right? Yes. Yep. All right. Okay. We're starting to feel a little pressure. We need to divide and conquer. And we woke up to some crazy dense fog that doesn't seem very typical for out here. No, that does not happen very often. We couldn't see a hundred. We went south. Well, so we're hunting, what, 35,000 acres, roughly? Yeah. Uh, and so that's all booked through Infinite, but it, Infinite Outdoors, it's not contiguous 35,000 acres. So this country is break, broken up into sections, north and south roads and east and west roads. And you're we're, we're on these big sections or these big pieces of property but they're not they're not always right next to each other so we're driving between property to property to kind of check out if that area is going to have deer or not so we split up the next that third morning fight the fog fog didn't lift for us until 9 a.m yeah you, you guys, guys definitely a, had a much worse go at the fog we yeah we found a lone doe and I, what i still think is probably the the most primo deer habitat that we've seen this week it was awesome but there was one white-tailed doe. Like, what is going on? <laughs> this is nuts. You guys saw a bunch of little bucks that morning. We got right? into yeah. the deer that morning. Yeah, we saw a lot of deer just that whole day, just no shooters. Yeah, we spotted that really nice um, mule deer buck right off the main road mm-hmm. in the fog, which was kind of cool. And then we hiked into that corner piece and got into those five mule deer bucks. And they're all kind of chasing each other around us. <laughs> they're all posturing each other, which was fun to watch. And we were, what, 80 yards from those? Yeah. But in my head, when you, we were sneaking in, we got we you know those five bucks were posturing each other. I thought, okay, these are the bucks that got ran out of the herd, and there's a bigger buck that's tending the does. But that's not what we found. Yeah, we we still never really found all the deer that we should have back there. Every time we went back into that area, you saw a completely different herd, different different little bucks each time, and different does. Sometimes it'd be eight does. Sometimes it'd be five bucks and no does so it was weird but yeah so that day ended with uh kind of i think we're a bit discouraged i'd say so we've now gone two days without really seeing much that we're looking for because we know there's big deer running around out here day four we uh, we go to some new country that we hadn't explored quite yet and decide to take a hike and Shortly after we started that hike, we spotted a group of a does along a fence line. And they every time we spotted deer, it seemed like they were on a, on a fence line or on the edge of a field where CRP met winter wheat. And there were some does laying down exactly in that spot. I don't know, what was that, 600 yards away, 700 yards away? We spotted mm-hmm. some does. Yep, we, 580 we, yards. We saw four does and a little buck. And Sam says to me, I bet there's more over there. And so we kind of worked to the our right so we could see a little more of these deer along that fence line. Every time we go a little further, we pick up another deer. And then finally, what did you see, Case? Saw a shooter buck. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at the thing for about... Two seconds. I'm still, like, kind of trying to figure out what's going on. You're like, that's a shooter. <laughs> well, yeah, so there was those does, and then the more we kept working to the right, we kind of exposed the other hurt, you know, more of the deer, and there was, like, three or four does, a couple, two points, and then I put the spotter on the next group, and instantly I could see this matured. It was a mature, you know, right. four-point mule deer buck, but 
I think uh, the excitement hit because it had been like two and a half days since we had seen a shooter deer or a mature buck. Right. And so when I saw him, I was like, yep, we need to shoot him. Yep. Like that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we we start trying to figure out how to make it happen. And what was interesting is that it I don't know the total number of does. Let's say there was 10 does in there. There was four bucks too. Two spikes that three by that was pretty tall and the one that you ended up shooting. And it seems weird that there's that many bucks with does, but this is late season. This is Colorado late season, late rifle. I think it's important to note that from our experience out here in the last five days, it was clear to see that the whitetail were definitely done rutting. We'd see a lot of whitetail does by themselves mm -hmm. and a lot of whitetail bucks by themselves, but the mule deer seemed to be on the downhill slide of the rut. Like the bucks were still still acting a little to the doe. Still acting a little ruddy. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't know. They're oh. just all hanging out together. Right. Yeah, they weren't aggressive enough to to chase each other off, but they still wanted to be in the same area. Yeah, yeah, it I was think, interesting. I think if it was the peak of the rut that the buck I ended up shooting would probably wasn't wouldn't have allowed those other bucks exactly. to get around. Exactly. That's but. what I mean. But they're they're kinda all herded back up. So the the bad part of the situation it, it was crazy windy. I don't know. I, d I didn't have Kestrel with me, but fifteen at least. I f yeah, fifteen to upwards of twenty mile gusts. Yeah, and the way these deer are laying, it's there's you couldn't have gotten much closer than you got for your shot. Yeah, that is definitely the you know every hunt has its own challenges, and I think. Um, the challenges out here is it's so open that you can see deer for miles and miles, but when you find one you want to go after, it's really tough to get in close. And so we uh, did our best impression of a army crawl, which, you know, I'm not that old, but I felt old. <laughs> you know, these 41-year-old knees felt 41 years old when yep. I was crawling up there, but it was fun. We crawled up to the edge of the field, and we had just enough topography where we could, if we were down on your hands and knees, you, they couldn't really see us. But yeah, I got to where I thought was like pushing it a little bit without them seeing us. Right. And but there were, we weren't going any further, and we were exactly 500 yards. So I'm watching this from where we originally set up the spotting scope, like 700 yards away, <clears throat> and uh, I'm trying to figure out if you're going to be able to shoot them or not because you're right on that fence line, and it was a it was a tricky spot. And I'm like, the wind is going to be a factor. It's still a poke, and uh, as you start getting ready, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's feeling good. I think it helped that we shot that gun earlier in the week, and uh, yeah. you shot a, you shot a pretty good little group. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling cocky after that. <laughs> I felt really cocky after that. Uh, so, you know, Luke obviously set these guns up in Sheridan before they came down here, and um, he set my, the gun I was shooting, the three, Model 307. Uh, I was shooting the 6.5 uh, RPM. Yep. And I uh, had the Vortex scope on it there that Luke put on. And he said, this gun's shooting really good. But you always want to shoot the gun, right, as yeah, a hunter? absolutely. And I, you know, obviously to check and make sure there was nothing that happened on the trip down here, but also get familiar with the rifle. But I think it's even more important than that is feeling confident. And we always say this, I don't care if it's a, a bow, an arrow, or a rifle. Like, you have to feel confident in your equipment. Yeah, and you have to feel confident in yourself and your abilities. And so the first day out here, we're like, I was like, I want to shoot this gun. Just, you know, 
never shot this. It's brand new. Let's shoot it, you know, here in the back. And <laughs> we were literally like, it wasn't <laughs> the most, you know, that's not the greatest position to shoot a rifle, I don't think, in my opinion. No. Standing wins. off a, a tripod. Right. In the wind. In the wind. But it's still a, gr- a great way to shoot, You're right? steady, but it's not like you're rock solid. Yeah, I much prefer to lay down prone position. But, yeah, I somehow, like, shot twice, and then Logan shot... Uh, the 257 a couple yeah. times Sam shot and uh Luke was recording it he's like dude you're like perfect like we're t- like 230 yards yeah just under 250 and I was looking at the dope chart and I should have been like 1.2 inches low anyway Luke's like dude you're right there and I'm like sweet so I went and got the target and it was like two almost touching almost touching less than a half inch and that and Sam and Logan both shot and they only hit we the, crushed it. <laughs> between the both of them, they only hit the target once. But <laughs> later that day, we were out walking, and <laughs> I could tell it was weighing on Sam's mind. He turned to me and goes, hey, man, just I need to know, like, do you shoot that good normally? Was that, like, normal thing? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I let, let that sit on Sam for a little bit. And I go, no, dude, I got really lucky. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, going back to the shot, I felt very confident in the gun. The gun's dialed. It, it's, the gun's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's, yeah, it's always really good to know that if you do your part, your equipment's going to perform right. flawlessly, right? right? And so we got to 500, um, laying down how I like to shoot off my backpack, and I stacked Logan's backpack on mine, um, and I just felt like rock solid plus the wind it was windy but it was coming it was a perfect it was headwind m- mostly a headwind yeah yeah so i didn't feel like i had to hold for wind because it was coming straight at my face and uh the buck was going down which is so funny we've been talking about it this week uh you know it's like this controversial thing like if you should shoot a deer or an elk out of their bed and i think if you have the opportunity to shoot an animal out of their bed like that is probably the very best way to shoot an animal because they're relaxed absolutely and it gives you time to relax and calm down and take your very best. Well, shot. you're not you're not worried. You're not pressured because you don't know is it going to take a step forward? Like right when I'm feel good enough to pull the trigger, is it? You know, yeah, you know that animal's going to be there. He's he's relaxed. You're relaxed. Like you can take your time and walk yourself through it. And and yeah, so I pulled the trigger at 500 yards and hit him right where I was aiming. You know, I used the dope chart that we, we came up with for that gun. And yep. yeah, I think it was a 5.9 MOA come up and uh, dialed the gun to it and yeah, it hit exactly where I was aiming. So I was watching through the spotter and was like, holy cow, that was a perfect shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's again, man, it's really good to go into a hunt <clears throat> being very confident in yourself, but also with your equipment and man, I'm excited for you guys at home to uh, get one of these model 307s in your hands because they're they're legit yeah that was awesome it shot really really well and uh you know it was really cool to see the whole thing play out like that we go up there it's a great buck worked out great turns out you ended up just doing like a uh killer heart shot like could could not have been a better shot than what you did it was perfect so great great job thank you now of course this whole time they they snuck up in front didn't didn't want to have too many people there to potentially spook them and have you know just just more movement and all i could see was the the taller skinny buck so i'm just watching the him. the three by the, the, the three, that yeah. was tall yeah he was tall but i i just figured that was that was the one he was on so i'd watch hear the hear the shot and then watch this deer like jump up and over and and then uh and then they're like 
high fiving and stuff, and I'm just like, 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 what, what are they so stoked about? Like, it's jumped over the <laughs> jumped over the over the fence. It's running. Like, I don't think that's down yet. They're just like walking up there. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news that they might not get this. And then, and then, sure enough, they're just sitting at the at the fence line. But. <laughs> We were just happy for the opportunity, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worked out great. So we did, you know, did everything. Got him broken down and packed out and then grabbed some lunch. Good lunch in town, which was nice. And then headed back out and found uh, a whole lot of nothing last night. That's pretty slow. <laughs> it, was, it was like really slow. We're like, oh, man, this is uh, – I was discouraged again because this now today is our last day to hunt. And uh, that was – not feeling great about it because we just have had a hard time it felt like the last previous three days and well we found your group but it's only deer we saw yesterday it's like four days ish without seeing a whole lot of deer and we're starting to run through the majority of the ground that we found but this morning we've had another piece that we hadn't been to yet driven all around it not that big of a not that big of the property in the grand scheme of the other Right, we've been we're on some on. much bigger areas that, you know, had a lot less, but. So we we parked the trucks this morning, walk a draw, and uh, about the time Casey and I were like, we actually we actually re- recorded a little deal with Logan, like, yeah, don't think, uh, don't think this is going to be real productive. We're right next to this feedlot, the cows are mooing. <laughs> uh, if I was a cow, I or if I was a deer, I wouldn't want to hear these cows all the time. I was, I didn't want to be the guy that speak up because it was obviously your hunt, but I was literally just waiting for somebody to be like, all right, it's not happening here. <laughs> <laughs> then it happened. Right when we say that, we see a, a, a doe running up a hill and I'm looking at the doe and I move over to the left. I'm like, big buck, <laughs> real big buck. I think you're exactly where you're big buck on the side of the hill. And I saw the doe and I like, yeah. honestly, somebody saw the doe. And so I picked up my binos. I'm like, Hell yeah, there's a deer. Is all I thought. I was like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Hey, a there's a deer. <laughs> and then Luke picked up the buck, and I put my binos on him, and I was like, wow. Yeah, instantly, like this is this is no question. We need to try to shoot this deer. Day one shooter. Yeah, I'm instantly like just trying to get my rifle out and ready, and they all started running. Ended up being what nine, nine does or so, something like mm-hmm. that. And this buck, and he just followed them all for a long ways we watched him just run back towards the truck more or less but they ended up crossing the road that we drove in on across to the other side of the road and we just watched try to figure out if there's anything we can do and ultimately they they went back into a, a draw the same draw that we walked up but the opposite side of the road so we're like hey we can get in to this draw go the other way get on them. we watched them bed down and so we decided, hey, we should leave somebody here just to watch in case they do leave, and we'll figure it out. So, um, Case, you stayed back basically on the road yep. watching, and uh, I made a, made a play to get in there, and we got to a point after, so we're, we, they're 1,400 yards, I want to say, from the road. Um, we got to about 500 yards and the draw opened up a little bit and they were bedded in a way they were looking straight down this thing and i can't figure out how i can make anything happen because if we go any closer they're gonna see us if i come up 
and try to get to where I can see more than just one doe. They're going to see me. And I'm, I'm a little, like, not discouraged, but I'm like, this is going to be really hard to, if this works, it's going to be kind of a miracle situation. Still don't see the buck, but we we push it. We had to cross this little kind of depression in the ground where they had to have been able to see us, but like, let's just get as low as we can, use the grass as cover as best that we can, and then I think if I can get up there, I can get up high enough, I should be able to see something. So that ended up working. I go a little aggressive in the end to try to just get up on the hill. There were those that were could have seen me, but they were not looking my direction. And I get on my knees, pull up my binoculars, and I see the buck. And uh, I'm like, sweet. I could see about four does and a buck. I'm like, start getting the gun ready. Feel good about it. There's plenty of antler in there, but they're bedded in the shade, so it's hard to see exactly what's going on. And uh, feel good. It's like 430 yards bedded again. And I pulled the trigger, drilled him. He stood up and then immediately died. <laughs> he didn't get out of his bed, basically. And then all of a sudden, there are does everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Logan comes next to me, and uh, we're talking for a second, and we, we look off, and the very large buck that we were chasing was 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 like standing broadside on this hill <laughs> and I, I literally pulled my binoculars up again and i see the a dead buck i'm like well, he didn't get up <laughs> <laughs> and i immediately i'm like what just happened <laughs> i think I, I screwed this up uh and and then there's another buck there another four by with a bunch of those, none of them actually really ran away. Couldn't figure out why. And uh, there was another guy with us, Robert, one of your partners in Infinite. And um, we didn't, I didn't know he had a tag until after I killed him. He's like, well, I have a tag too. I'm like, well, have a look. <laughs> so oddly, that buck came closer like was walking towards us because I think the way that the draw or the canyon was working, the shot must have echoed funny and they were disoriented into where we were. And they were just, the deer were scattering. I think that's probably the best way to say it. And the deer comes to about 300 yards and Robert's like, yeah, send it. (laughs) (laughs) He made a great shot. Yeah, never touched the gun before. He's a lefty. Yeah, <laughs> hops in yeah. There. It was not ideal for him, but um, it it worked out. He made a perfect shot on it, and so we have two two dead deer about a hundred yards apart, and the big boy still. I mean, the big boy at, at that point did take off, and uh, I'm still in my head like, what, what, what just happened? No, number one, we've been looking for mature like four point bucks this whole time this whole week and we haven't hardly found any now there were there were three mature deer in here um one of which was was really big that got very lucky because we never knew that that those smaller bucks the ones the two that we shot they must have been bedded there already and then when the bigger guy with his does came in to the draw they were like oh hey buddies mind if we just chill with you for a while yep (laughs) (laughs) 
and I had no idea. And so Casey is well, let's let's hear your perspective on what what went down there. So, yeah, so I stayed back at the road when you guys started sneaking through the wash, and like you said, it was fourteen hundred yards, and so I just literally propped my binos up on a fence post where I could just, you know, because we yeah. saw the deer go in there into this little cut and yeah. multi, you know in a series of cuts and about the time you guys took off is the doe started bedding down yeah and so i was watching that and then then i all of a sudden i saw so where the does were starting to bed down uh, the buck had moved further over to the right to the, to the west about right. 100 yards or about 75 yards and i could just see him he was in the sunlight at that time and i was like wow that thing's big um and in my head, I realized there was more deer in there than that what we had saw run in there. Yeah, I never realized that. Uh, and I could see the buck you ended up killing yeah. was pretty close to the big buck at one point. And then he kind of like got scared and turned around and walked off. And in my head, there was a, one little thought of that this might, they might get confused on which one is the big buck. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so could- that, I watched the big buck bed down. And he was just off from the does, and uh, obviously you, in Colorado you can't, you know, communicate through right. cellular device or radio or anything. So I just sat back and watched, and then you know I kept waiting for the shot, and I finally heard the shot. And then could you see us like getting into I final shooting position? I never saw you guys until after you shot the first time, okay. and then I saw you guys stand up. Yeah, and like Logan, like yeah, I could yeah. tell you guys were doing an interview, but. What I saw was I was watching the big buck, and he was bedded next to a doe, and all of a sudden they jumped up and ran up the hill, and then I heard the shot because I was a ways away, obviously. Right. And the buck ran up on the hill and stopped. Broadside did the mule deer look back, and uh, I'm like, oh, he's hit. You, you know, I'm going to watch him die. <laughs> and then he kind of, like, looked back for a while and then walked up the hill a little further, and I'm like, well, if he's not mortally wounded, Luke's going to get another one in him now. And I kept watching him and watching him, and I'm like, Shoot, shoot, he's right there, you know, like get another one in him. And, and the whole time we're just talking like we're, that's probably about the time we saw him and it hit my head like. <laughs> and then he ran off. I may off, have messed this up. Ran out of the draw and out of our lives forever. But, no. Uh, but <laughs> he still killed no, an still, absolutely beautiful yeah, buck. Still, still shot a good deer, but it, it was, yeah, it was, it never crossed my mind while we were going through there. I think maybe because I was frustrated that, I don't know if we're going to be able to make this happen at all because they just bed it down in a really good spot. And I'm, I'm looking, I finally see the buck and I'm like, Oh yeah. And I actually did look for other does cause I wanted to see what else could see me and, mm-hmm. and have eyes on me when I try to get the gun into position. And he, the big guy must've just been right around this little roll to the point where I just couldn't quite see him. I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but maybe the reason why he's big is he's <laughs> just a little bit smarter. But yeah, like from where I was at, I could see that whole face, but you know how it is. Once you get in there, it all looks very different. Yeah. It's and wild. that buck was just bedded around the corner enough that if you guys like where you were at, you weren't going to be able to see him. Still was a, a phenomenal ending to a really cool week of hunting. You know, I think every, every hunting trip has highs and lows and we started off high came down into a valley you killed we're back high again last night it was low and then this morning first off we're see sky a, high see a big deer and we're like oh <laughs> and that one that was Layden's and yours we didn't know there were deer there we just walked in hopeful found them shot them kind of deal yep and then with with this one we didn't know but it was i, I should have timed it how long do you think it was from the first time we sh- spotted them till the time we killed that buck in an hour 
Yeah. Probably a little more than an hour yeah, ago. Yeah. An hour. When you guys left and I stayed at the road, so after we initially saw the bug yeah. and they took off, um, it was about, then you guys went in on the final stock and I stayed back, it was about uh, 40 minutes before you shot. So probably an hour and a half total from when the first time we saw that big buck till when you, when yeah. you guys killed. I, this was this is a unique style of hunting. So we've done, or I've done quite a bit this year where we did a backcountry hunt, right, where you're just straight up on the boots all day, every day. You got to put the miles in. Done a couple uh, private ground, essentially truck hunts, where you're just driving around in trucks looking for deer and almost no no miles on the boots. Those one, those wear on me. It's, yeah. it, it's effective, you know, covering a lot of country in a truck. And here's kind of a blend. And the deer were the all the deer that we found. It was interesting. They were all in a place where they were, there's no chance you could see them from any road. It's like they know that. Yeah, <laughs> we we definitely have a phrase uh, that we use all the time. And I think the reason why we use it all the time is this: we're really slow at killing things. But our phrase is the last day is better than the first day. And the reason being is you get to experience the whole hunt and get to see everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, all, you have all that knowledge going into the last day. And that's definitely what we had is we were finding, we noticed we were finding the deer like in between the road systems as far back as you could possibly get that wasn't visible from the roads. And so we went in that knowing that today, and that's exactly where we found that big buck. Yeah. And yeah, just, it's pretty neat. So although we're, we're able to move between these pieces of property in a truck, it's, the best hunting is not from the truck. You got to get out. You got to get between the roads and, and, and just like the smallest divots. Some yeah. of these are not big. Well, it's so hard to convince yourself to do that because you always think you can see everything because you, yeah. cause this really wasn't that far from roads on, on everyone that, that we killed, but you easily could have gone to where we parked and be like, I can see 95% of it. They're not in there, but they're in that 5% that you can't see yeah. every time. Yeah. This is 100% correct. Every, all three deer or all four deer that we killed, uh, you know, were initially in places that you couldn't see from the road. No. Well, Sam, thanks for having us out here. It's really cool to come out and the infinite system, I think, has has a lot of runway in front of it that somebody anybody really could get on infinite outdoors and and reserve a property for a period of time that they can go out and have exclusive access to during that period and uh yeah i really enjoyed it in case thank you for coming out oh man appreciate the invite thank you uh yeah i was just stoked to come out here and try out the new rifle and yeah what you have going on with infinite outdoors i love it because you know like Everyone wants to be a public land hunter, which, you know, 95% of the time that's what we're doing. But if you ever have the opportunity to hunt private land, you should probably take advantage of that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But your your system is so uh, amazing because it not only helps the hunter, it's helping the landowners um, monetize their land a little bit. And, you know, I think 100 years ago, a lot of these landowners probably just let people go out there and hunt. Right. And then they've got burned somehow. But this, what you guys have going is, you know, I'm in hopes of it's going to open a lot of landowners eyes to there is a system that could work for both both parties and uh yeah i love what you guys have going on thank you appreciate that thank you guys for coming out it's been awesome to have you just reserve the same week for next year buddy you guys. <laughs> <laughs> case i don't know if you know this or not but you're uh you're you're a world record holder now dude like i said they're gonna start writing songs <laughs> <laughs> 500 yards is now the the longest uh kill shot with uh, the new model 307 so congrats and good thanks, job thanks man thanks for setting it up you did a good job <laughs> worked out thanks <laughs>